nerds out there, welcome to Punch Radio as we talk about all the nerdy news that you need to know about to get you through your day, your week, your life, all the important things that the rest of the world is not telling you about, you will learn here. First and foremost, with our great guest speakers, uh, this is Brennan, aka The Riz. I'm here, as always, with Tony, aka The Collector, Kathy, aka The Camera Expert, and Hank, a.k.a. AKA Hank. Hank. Oh. I was going to say Hank, <laughs> a.k.a. Cruz. I thought that would also work. A.k.a. And we'll be talking about a few different subjects today. Well, we have uh, Tony and Kathy talking about, I'm guessing, Star Wars might be something yeah. we're talking about today. Is yeah, that because people don't hear enough about Star Wars that we'd throw that in today, too. I, that's true. I feel like pop culture doesn't hear enough about that. Um, we'll have Craig, the TV guy, the movie guy with a special one-on-one interview. I'll be talking about comics for a bit near the end. But before we get all to that, Hank, you want to talk about streaming today? What, what is it that Ooh. you need to tell us about? I want to talk about some streaming because now that Tony's new favorite streaming service has come out, Disney Plus. The, Definitely my favorite. Without the the world has gone crazy with everybody talking about all the streaming and all the money they're spending, the things that are going on. So in Canada right now, with the start of Disney Plus this week, um, if you have a family... So you need the family plan for all of these. You're looking at now, if you want all the main streaming services, $85 a month to be part of all the services where when I quit cable uh, a couple years ago to save money, well, now I'm pretty much spending just as much as I was on cable on all these streaming streaming services. So you're no no longer actually paying for any kind of cable other than streaming services? Correct. So right now, Netflix has 153 million subscribers worldwide, cost between $9.99 and $16.99 a month, but you get access to over 2,400 TV shows and a rotating selection of 4,500 movies with that. And four of them are really good. Come on. (laughs) And there's 300 original programs on there. Amazon Prime has 100 million subscribers in North America, costs eight bucks a month. In the States, you get 18,000 movies and 1,981 TV shows. In Canada, it's a lot less. But in the States, 18,000 movies. That was the Amazon? Yeah, 18,000 for Amazon Prime. And right now, they have about uh, 100 original shows uh, on there that are exclusive to them. And then you get the fancy Disney Plus. Dun, dun, dun. 10 million subscribers in one day. One Tony day. subscribed twice just because. One for every TV in my house. That's didn't right, know, two didn't times. know how to do it, just did it every TV. So it's going to cost right now nine bucks a month. And in the future, you will have access to uh, over 500 movies, 7,000 episodes of TV. And currently, they have 12 original shows so far. But then you get. Like what I talked about last week, the Apple Plus that starts, it's five bucks a month. But what do you get with that? Right now, they have eight original shows. That's it. You don't get movies. You don't get other TV shows. You get nothing. But are they? But they're good. But the shows are good, right? Yeah, so they're good. Quantity or quality? They're good. And then what crave? are the shows? What are the shows? You don't remember? No. Yeah. No. Tell me again. We, so we had people, a we had people, a whole conversation about yeah, this last week. People don't know. People See are listening. They with don't know. Aquaman. Okay, with Jason Momoa, right? You yeah. remember that? Where it's yeah. like the yeah. blind yeah. versus blind fighting. Then the uh, one about where the Russians hit the moon first, and then the Americans oh, get super I do angry. Remember this one, yes. And then the one with Jennifer Anderson, that morning show with the talk show that thing on there. Yeah, but no, but yeah. episode four, I watched episode four now, and it, the show's gotten better. So right now, $85. I have them all. Cost me $85 a month. But there is nowhere in Canada to get FX programming 
as a standalone subscription service. So you either have to have a cable provider to get all the FX shows, or you have to buy them on iTunes right now. Don't like it. I don't like it. It's shifty. Okay, where does this bring you? So this is this is Shifty. the situation. But what like what am I doing? What am I what am I getting other than awesome TV and uh, pretty much the the cable shows today just don't really stand up. They don't stand up. So are you going to continue with every service? Got to do it because I need to stay on top of these things. But I understand. Imagine now. Imagine if you had cable plus, you have to get all of these. Now you're what a hundred and eighty, like two hundred dollars a month to pay for all this stuff. There's people coming into the store right now, and they're very iffy on getting the Disney Plus. And I, like you said, it's about $10 a month. And they're like, oh, I don't know if I can afford that. And I'm thinking to myself, I went to for lunch yesterday, and I spent $10 on a couple tacos. So to me, Ooh, tacos. Tacos, thank you. Yeah, I just had some tacos mm. yesterday. It was good. Um, so what I'm thinking is, to me, it seems like a really good benefit if you're getting you know, some good programming. But some of the ones you mentioned, I don't see a lot of you know, good TV. Right. Uh, and I think it depends what you're looking for, too. Uh, when I heard about Disney+, Plus, I'm not going to lie, I wasn't going to support it because I just thought Disney probably gets enough money in general. And I was, you know, I don't watch a lot of TV, and but now that they have all the Star Wars and all the Marvel, and I heard they might be making a She-Hulk show, and I'm like, hold on. Yeah. yeah for sure. a She-Hulk show, yeah. you have my $10 a month. Yeah, definitely. And uh, in the wake... Of the launch of the VIP Disney Plus, Nickelodeon and Netflix have struck a deal to bring a whole bunch of uh, family and kids programming to Netflix. So they want to compete with the Disney Plus oh. now. Big oh. $200 million deal. So very quickly, if you were going to pare it down, like if you decided I could only have my top three, what would they be? Netflix, Disney Plus, and Crave TV. Really, hmm. Crave TV because Crave be... you get everything. You get HBO, get everything on there. Oh. I'm going. I'm going Crave too, but I really, honestly, don't uh, find Netflix to be very um, extensive anymore as far as good things go. There's always something on there. There's a million things you can look at, but I don't see a lot of really good movies anymore. I might replace that with Shutter for my Crave Ooh, Shutter, because huh? I would like there that one. It's made Netflix, Disney, and Shutter, and Tubi because it's free. And it has the worst shows ever, and I love it. I'll hey, do. Uh, I'll do a whole show just on that. Hey, Tony. Hey, yeah, uh, hey yeah, Kathy. Hank. Yeah. Um, do you know what Netflix doesn't have? What? what? That brand new Star Wars show. The Which, Mandalorian. What? <laughs> What's that? Has anyone well, watched that here? Oh, uh, I think I know a few people that watched it. I just want to say The Mandalorian brought me back into enjoying Star Wars again. And that, it's not that I didn't enjoy Star Wars, but I like uh, really love Star Wars again. Uh, it was very uh, reminiscent of... The Star Wars characters, there was a lot going on, there was a really good story, and it really brought me back into Star Wars, so much so that I might be looking forward to seeing the next movie in December. Really? Wow. I know, I know, and I was pretty against the last movie, I did not like that Return of the, what is it, Return of the Jedi guy, what was that one called? <laughs> I, I Revenge, don't remember. Revenge of the Jedi, Last Jedi, yeah. So. The Last Jedi, I kind of like, you know what, I'm going to defend that one a bit, I actually, it actually held up after viewings. And I think it has the, 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 the throne room lightsaber battle is one of the best Star Wars has. Mm, now, Just if you saying. like slow that down and watch that, there's a lot of people standing around waiting to take their like their lightsaber yeah, as thing. So it's as, as in any any action scene. But continue. I want yeah, to so hear anyway, about so I'm super So I, you know, the thing about Star Wars, I think it was last week. I was thinking about what is the state of Star Wars right now as far as television and movies go. Now there was no TV at the time, and I thought 
the 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 problem with Star Wars is they came out with a with a good movie and then they had uh, some really awesome side movies but the last movie kind of struck me as being not really Star Wars a lot of things happened that didn't really add up like why uh, Princess Leia was able to uh, float through space and why did Luke uh, drink milk out of someone's uh, breast so that that was weird for me I didn't really understand that that was weird for you that was weird for me All that right. was weird for me that was weird I've never I was waiting was, for a whole origin story about the blue milk we need a whole movie just about the blue milk yeah, yeah. that was a blue milk story so now uh, I've, I've seen this show there was it was fast paced um, there was uh, a talking Ugnaught uh, which I thought was amazing, and yeah, just enjoyed it immensely. I immensely enjoyed that one. Yeah, and a gonk droid. They threw the in a gonk, gonk droid. So it was, was kind of like it was fan service. The whole the whole yeah. TV show was fan service. Uh, you know, and the 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 what are the guys? The Fioni Fioloi guy. Dave Fioni. Dave Fioni. Uh, I don't know if and you can say some of these words on the radio. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is for all ages. I don't know what's <laughs> happening over here. <laughs> and the Favreau guy. Yeah, they were. Uh, they they did a really they good, did job. good job. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Dave Filoni stuff, like um, the, the Rebels and the other one. That he did the other cartoon one, uh, Clone Wars. Clone Wars, yeah, yeah. So those are really good, and I, this was kind of like that. I feel like like it, it really sucked you in, so that you need to see the next one. You need to see the next one. Are they releasing it weekly? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. See, I, is, I actually yeah. I like that better. I like having to think. Oh, I need to wait until this day to watch the next one because then I feel like I'm getting the cable experience where you have the yes. you have to wait for it and the anticipation. I find that if they had released the whole thing and if I would have watched all eight episodes last night, I, today I would have came in and been like, oh, that was amazing. But then that's it. You kind of forget about it. Yeah, they have they have that Game of Thrones uh, thing where you're kind of waiting for the next one and everyone talks about it at the at the water cooler while they're having a, a cigarette. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah at that's, the water cooler? Well, they're having cigarettes. Yeah. You can have a, a cigarette at the water cooler at your work? Is that... <laughs> yes, yeah. we do. Um, yes. Breaking news. Yes. <laughs> Cigarettes at the water cooler, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. I, I just wanted to uh, say that I think Disney Plus also uh, looking at a lot of the shows. We watched the Silver Surfer uh, cartoon from the '90s. You have the X Men cartoon from the '90s, the Spider Man from the '60s, and two of my favorite uh, movies of all time: Escape from Witch Mountain and Return to Witch Mountain. Ooh, now, classics! I actually didn't know, and I'm glad we're having this conversation. Um, I would actually get it just for the Spider Man cartoons and. I didn't know that was on there, to be honest. Yeah. So yeah. all the Marvel cartoons, right? Uh, right from the 60s to the 90s to the newer ones. And the same with the Star Wars ones, the Clone Wars. Um, they also have a lot of really awesome movies that you just won't find anywhere else. Um, like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, I think was one of them. And, and The uh, Sound of Music. The Sound of Music. Just movies yeah. that you know I will never watch, but, people, <laughs> but I know people like them. And the uh, brand new original movie, Noel, starring Bill yeah. Hader and yeah. uh, Anna Kendrick. It go. just so happened that my kids and I watched it last night. How's that? And how was it last it? night? Um, our, how many thumbs up do we give it? We're well, gonna give it we... one. Oh, oh, we got two thumbs up from uh, from the children, and uh, and Dad gives it about one thumb up. Yeah. Um, but if you're into product placement, oh, I think they set a record for product placement in that movie. There was a lot. Uh, I'll check it out just, just for that. that. Yeah, yeah, there, there you go. There was was a it, lot. Was it, I hope it was Coke because I love my Coca-Cola. Y- you know what? Yeah, the Coca-Cola was in uh, was yes. in there a few times. There, yeah. And there was another one right there, the mm-hmm. Coca-Cola. Oh, good. Well, there you go. I feel like we're all caught up now on, on Disney+. Plus and, so and now you've uh, decided. We've changed your life now. Go you to Disney+. Plus. Breaking news. I think I will now have to get Disney+. Plus. And Disney I'm sure Plus. right now... 
there is a Disney executive that's tuning in saying, <laughs> oh, finally, we were hoping and <laughs> the Riz would give us $8 a month. You can and we got six, him finally. Uh, so six people on there at once. So Tony will probably share a subscription with you. Look at that. Uh, I got a lot of subscriptions. Yeah, I can share one. <laughs> I, I I will chip in and do my part. Yeah, do too. your part. Now, I even own all the Spider-Man 60 cartoons on DVD. I have the entire set. Or is it Blu-ray? One of the two. Yeah. And I'll still buy Disney Plus just so yeah. I can watch them. Simpsons. Uh, at your convenience. 30, at convenience. 30 yeah. seasons of The Simpsons. Holy. 30 seasons. I, I don't even, I didn't even, there was half of it I've never seen before. So that's exciting as well. Now that, that's a binge watching session. Next time someone says, oh, I binge to watch whatever. Oh yeah. How about, the, how about The Simpsons? <laughs> What'd you do for your first two years of retirement? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that great update and uh, the great conversation. We're going to head it over now to uh, Craig and listen to an amazing interview that will blow your minds. Uh, Craig, take it away. All right. Thanks, guys. So uh, Craig Silifant here, and I've got a very special guest uh, today, John Allison, the festival director of the Saskatoon Fantastic Film Festival. How's it going, John? Oh, not too bad. Really, it's like a week before the festival now, so uh, he's. I'm sure you're putting all the finishing touches on stuff, right? Yeah, it's the it's the mad dash to get everything done here. We're just finishing up our print program and everything, and getting everything off the printers, and then it's just wait and watch all the movies come in and get ready for everyone to watch them. So uh, we're going to talk a bit about the festival and stuff and a couple of the movies that I've had a chance to see and maybe some of your favorites. But I should say, if you're interested in the film festival and you're listening to CFCR tonight, stick around and tune in to Real to Real because uh, John's going to be on with uh, Tyler and Scott and Logan and everybody and they're going to uh, really go through each film in detail. So we'll, we'll save that for Real to Real. But uh, man, a big year, right? Ten years. Uh, did you, I mean, I remember we, I interviewed you ten years ago, I guess, then uh, the first year when we started talking about this like did you think you'd make it this long i don't know uh most festivals seem to last about two years on average for film festivals uh unless they're doing something right and maybe we're just getting lucky i don't know but yeah it's been a journey and everything and it's really cool what did you have to do to make that happen uh really i what we tried to do uh i think was be very smart a lot of festivals bring in bigger movies than, or do go bigger than they, they should. I guess we've tried to have a distinctive voice. Uh, there's so many festivals that I see that play the same horror films uh, every year. Uh, different, different movies, same movie uh, type thing. And I think those ones kind of run themselves into the ground. They get, they've played the same slasher flick every year, even though it's a different movie. Right. And we've tried to have a distinctive voice. We've tried to show really cool films of all different genres. We've tried to grow our audience that way of, no, we don't want to just get, here's all the fans for slasher films. We want to have, here's the film fans who like art house, here's the fans who like uh, sci-fi movies, here's action movies. Try to really have this, but all really good films that people will remember, I think, year after year. Uh, and like still, like looking back, I still like love some of the movies that we showed five years ago, ten, eight years ago, and they're still on my mind. Uh, where with genre film, it's so easy just to get into the, oh, yeah, hey, this is great, it's a quick rush, and you enjoy your movie, and then it's kind of gone. Right, so, that's true. I will, like, yeah. flip through, uh, you know, Netflix or something, and I'll see a movie on there, and to me it's permanently marked in my mind as, like, oh, that was a fantastic film festival movie, like, that John played, like, seven years ago or something. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's always been kind of our goal to, like, 
highlight the best and coolest and most interesting and at times definitely most fun uh, or most scary or what, like whatever. And it has to be something that really stands out to us. Yeah, I keep telling people that even maybe aren't even familiar with the festival but are movie fans in Saskatoon, I'll say like, you know what, just pick a screening at random. You know, if you're looking through this stuff, you can go to the skfilmfest.com website, and there's great uh, write-ups on each film and even uh, uh, trailers and stuff. So you can kind of get a sense of what what's going on. I mean, I spend a few days, like once you've got the site up for the year and everything, going through each one, going like, oh, which ones do I really have to make sure I get to? But I tell people you can just pick a movie at random, and you may or may not even like the movie, but it'll be like you'll see a, a unique film that uh, you know challenges your perception of 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 movies that year but you've got really big news this year uh and we have to make sure we get time to talk about this so you've got a very special guest uh coming from i assume los angeles yeah her guest uh so we're, we're bringing in joe dante and belinda belaski so when, uh, it's been fun because i work with a lot of people oh, who aren't film fans and stuff like that. So I was kind of wandering around. Do you know who Joe Dante is? And they're like, oh, no, no, who's that? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, director of Gremlins, director of The Burbs, director of Pally, director of Piranha, director of uh, Small Soldiers, Matinee, all these movies. Uh, and they're like, oh, wow, that's cool. And then Belinda Blasky has been in 12 of his movies uh, and that. So bringing these two people out, they're like, they're the part of the history of horror. Uh, and that, and Joe Dante is like one of the masters of horror in that he has that title type thing they've given him. Yeah, we started off last, after last year. I knew we were going into our 10th year. We kind of said we wanted to do something big uh, for our 10th year. We had a list of, here's all the guests. We kind of ranked them of who do we want, how do we feel as a draw, and how, like, what, like, just how cool will it be. And he was right at the top, and somehow it managed to work out. So I'm totally thrilled. Like, this is the biggest thing we've ever done. I think it's, like, it's beyond amazing in the sense that not only is that a big name uh, for especially film fans, but uh, some of those guys aren't really, like, they're not they're not even doing podcasts and interviews in L.A., let alone getting on a plane and coming to Saskatoon. I don't know how you pulled that off. Good luck knowing people. Uh, I really do feel that we run, uh, like, a world-class film festival. And I don't know if Saskatoon really realizes that yet. Right. But, like, when we have such a good reputation amongst the other film festival, like the organizers, mostly genre films and stuff, festivals and stuff like that because we've worked so hard and we the movies we pick and i we managed to score this it's it's huge <laughs> and so i think this it's the saturday of the festival correct me if i'm wrong which would be a, a week from tomorrow you're going to show the burbs gremlins and the howling and dante and Beliski are going to be like at all those screenings doing sort of an introduction and then a q a after or how does that work yeah we'll do an intro and q a for each movie uh Linda Blasky's not in the burbs. Right. Uh, but I'll leave it. If she wants to get up on stage with Joe and talk about stuff, hey, cool. Uh, more power to her, and it'll be fun. So it's intro Q&A for each movie. Uh, we've had a lot of people ask about, oh, I want to come get them to sign stuff and everything, or, like, are they going to do a meet and greet? We're not a full convention. Like, Saskatoon's really used to the expo right. now. In that, but we've talked to Joe, we've talked to Belinda, and they're willing. After the Gremlins, we are we are going to have. I don't know how long it'll be, but there'll be a time, uh, whatever we can fit in, where they're willing to meet and greet the audience 
uh, and and everyone who comes out, uh, you can go up, you can bring your stuff, you can get them signed, uh, and that uh, we'll be setting it up so people can buy the signature paper, like like at the expo. Right. The focus really for us is on this a film experience with them and to hear them talk about the films. It's all afternoon into the evening. Uh, it's going to be a blast. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's I think that's huge. So I want to just quickly talk about a couple of the films. Uh, I've seen a few of the films from the from the festival so far, uh, and there's a couple I'm actually really saving because I want to make sure I see them in the in the theater with the crowd. But I think one of the best ones I've seen so far that you sent me was uh, Extraordinary. Uh, I think it's Irish. Yes, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. About a, a guy who uh, has a, a wife that is deceased, but she haunts him, and uh, a woman who is basically a medium and is actually trying to not be a medium, but uh, get sucked into this world. But it's it's really funny, uh, and and kind of in that quirky way. Like it reminded me of like I don't know Taika Watiti or something like that. Yeah, that, yeah, a lot of people actually have compared it to what we do in the shadows, yeah. things like that. But with ghosts, uh, it's also got Will Forte in right. as an aging uh, one hit wonder who sold his soul to the devil. This really cool fun, lighthearted, ghost story, comedy, romance, probably our most like straight up, just kind of fun, lighthearted movie. Yeah, totally. Uh, it was very straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, there's a couple other ones I want. I really want to see. Butt Boy, Daniel isn't real. Color Out of Space, the new Richard Stanley movie. But uh, like, what, what would your choice for the? Not necessarily what's the most accessible movie because I think we just sort of talked about that. But yeah. what's the movie that you uh, you know would want people to see most out of this festival? Or what's your favorite movie that that you've programmed so, this year? Uh, I'm going to try to fit two in re- really sure. quick. Uh, Jalakatu, yep. uh, which is an Indian uh, movie. It's all about a bull that gets loose uh, in a small village. Uh, Jalakatu is actually the name of a ritual uh, that uh, is normally performed, a uh, ceremony. But what this is, is the bull gets loose and the entire town, all the men are trying to capture it and kill it because a rampaging bull is dangerous. Right, uh, And it's this whole story of toxic masculinity the men competing with each other the visuals the sounds everything about this thing is like uh, it's just amazing what what the director has created uh and then the other one is another very silly fun one uh it's our midnight on saturday uh jesus shows you the way to the highway it's the story of two spies who they basically enter in a virtual reality world uh, and they're trying to save the world, and it's this really trippy, weird, silly, fun. That one's one of my favorites. Cool. Well, that's uh, about the time that I have with you today, so uh, thank you so much. John Allison, Festival Director of the Saskatoon Fantastic Film Festival, which is, uh, I think it's like Tuesday to Sunday next week, right? That's the actual... Yeah, November 19th to 24th. Right. Uh, skfilmfest.com if you want to know more, and stick around after Punch for Real to Real, and you can hear John and the, and the guys go through uh, stuff in a lot more detail. So thank you so much, John. Oh, thank you. And now back to you guys. All right. Thank you, Craig, for all that great information about the Film Fest. So everyone, go make sure you check it out. I I saw posters, but now that I hear about it, I'm definitely going to go and uh, check out some fine movies. To wrap up today, I would like to talk about comics. Yes. Because there is a thing. Uh, it's paper. It has colors on it. Some artwork and letters. Artwork. Called comics that we really quite enjoy. The first one I want to talk about, uh, I think came out just this week, is called 
Unsacred. Uh, it's written and drawn by Marca Andolfo. You may know her from Unnatural, uh, an Italian artist and writer. Unnatural was a big hit in Italy. It came to North America, became this sort of big hit, and this is her new comic. So it's about uh, an angel and a, a demon who meet as young children. They meet again as adults, and they basically have this romance story. So it's very much like an uh, adult-oriented uh, comic. What's interesting is that every page is almost like its own individual story. So it's like you're reading a, like a comic strip story where there's a timeline, a continuum, but every page has its own standalone story. So the artwork is really good, really pinopy, like her usual kind of artwork. Um, some adult situations in adult language, but it's uh, it's a really good read. So if you liked Unnatural, I think you would uh, enjoy this one as well. Which I did. Not not as heavy. Like uh, Unnatural was more of a uh, social commentary. This one's more of a fun relationship story between a demon and an angel but it's really fun so check it out and then i want to talk a bit about a new green lantern that just dropped this week the big one the big news is far sector written by nk jemison uh, nk jemison is a science fiction writer she won the nebula award three years running uh, if memory serves, I think it was 2016, 2017, 2018. Um, this is her first time actually doing a comic book story, uh, a world she knows nothing about. And it follows uh, a Green Lantern, Lantern, and I can't remember her name off the top of my head, is something like Melian, I'm going to guess that. And she's in a faraway outpost that hasn't had anything really happen there in many, many, many years. So much so that the story opens with the first murder that's happened in 500 years. And they don't know what to do about it because it's never happened for so long. And neither does she. So we don't know if she's there because she's a rookie and she's being trained. We don't know if she's there because maybe she's in trouble. Um, what I like about the story, it very much reads like a detective story mixed with science fiction. There's a lot of inner monologue as she's telling the reader what she's thinking and going through. And then this really fantastical world. Uh, it's quite wordy. But I like my wordy comic, so so that's good. So it's sort of like Jessica Jones meets Blade Runner meets some other fantastical sci-fi planet thing. So if you get get a chance to go check out uh, Far Sector, it's it's on Young Animals, so also probably a bit of a uh, smaller print, so probably harder to find. To continue with the Green Lantern theme. Uh, Grant Morrison finished up his run on the Green Lantern. It's a twelve issue series um, with. The Green Lantern. If you haven't been reading this one, it's a completely different take on the Green Lantern. I grew up in the 80s with Hal Jordan. He was my Green Lantern. I liked Alan Scott because he had the cool cape. And yeah, it did. Um, this Green Lantern is more of like Judge Dredd meets Green Lantern. It's very much like the Earth AD kind of style of artwork. It's very far out. There's crazy looking lanterns, crazy aliens. And this story has... Green Hal Jordan becoming a member of Black Star as like a double agent, and we're not trying to, you know, what, what's he up to kind of thing. And then that one ends with the beginning of the brand new Grant Morrison Green Lantern run, Green Lantern Black Stars, where Green Lantern is now Parallax as a member of Black Stars. So, without giving away too many spoilers, it seems as though the history of the Green Lanterns may have even been corrupted, the whole idea of, of what it's like people don't remember anymore. And it looks as though he's starting to lean into Zero Hour when Green Lantern became parallaxed and destroyed the whole universe. So I find it interesting. It's one of those Green Lantern storylines 
that I think is very divisive among readers. They were like, we don't, we don't like what you did with Green Lantern or Hal Jordan. So Grant Morrison's like, hey, guess what? Let's go back to there and see what happens. So they're very two different reads, but they're, they're really cool. So if, if you're not a Green Lantern person, now is a good time to jump in because uh, it's, a, it's a good spot to be in. The, uh, the Liam Sharp art uh, in, uh, in Green Lantern is really good. He's been around a long time, did a lot of stuff in, in, the, um, in the 80s and 90s. And he actually moved up. He was actually doing Death Head in, uh, in the oh, UK. Oh, I remember I that, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of where he came from, and he moved over. But, uh, and the Parallax stuff from the 80s was such a good read. So I'm excited now. This looks like something I'm going to actually have to pick up. Yeah, and again, I think a very divisive point in the history of Green Lantern, yeah. uh, but a really interesting read. And so that's where he's going to. And again, very Earth AD, English-looking comic. It's, it's very cool. So it's a good time to jump on. Cool. If, if you haven't already. So That's exciting. All right. Well, that pretty much wraps it up here for us at Punch Radio. Uh, remember, kids, uh, keep doing what you're doing when it comes to all that great nerdy stuff. And if you check out the news... Keep it nerdy. We will see you next time. Don't forget about us because we don't forget about you. We're here. We never leave. 